Good morning, Northgate. Um, it's wonderful to see you all uh, through video screen, but uh, we're excited that we're able to use technology to reach out um, and stay connected through this time. I just wanted to start our service by reading a psalm. Um, psalm 146 says, Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, O my soul, while I live, I will praise the Lord. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Do not put your trust in princes, nor in the son, nor in a son of man, in whom there is no help. His spirit departs, he returns to the earth, and that very day his plans perish. Happy is he who has the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, who keeps truth forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, and who gives food to the hungry. The Lord gives freedom to the prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord raises those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the strangers and relieves the fatherless and the widow. But the way of the wicked he turns upside down. The Lord shall reign forever. Your God, O Zion, to all generations, praise the Lord. We have much to be thankful for in this time. And uh, this morning we will be hearing, uh, we'll be starting with some worship songs led by uh, our son Stefan. And then have greetings from many of you sent in greetings uh, via email. And uh, we're thankful for that. Greetings from the church at Northgate. And, and finally, a, a message from Dan. Um, so we love you all, and we pray that you are blessed this morning by this worship service. Good morning, everybody. Saturday morning. I'm in my room in Ottawa. And my dad asked me to sing a couple songs for the big YouTube live, or not live, the big YouTube video for Sunday. So I'll sing, I'll sing some songs in my room. I hope... Uh, Along, if you wish. Blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful, where the streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name when I'm found in the desert place, though I walk through the wilderness. Blessed be your name. And every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be your name, blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be your glorious name, blessed be your name when the sun's shining down on me, when the world's all as it should be. Blessed be your name on the road marked with suffering. Though 
Cause every blessing you pour out I'll turn back to pray And when the darkness closes in Lord, still I will say Blessed be the name of the Lord Blessed be your name Blessed be the name of the Lord Blessed be your glorious name Blessed be the name of the Lord Blessed be your name Blessed be the name of the Lord Blessed be your glorious name You give and take away You give and take my heart will choose to say, Lord, blessed be your name. You give and take away. Oh, you give and take away. My heart will choose to say, Lord, blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be your glorious name. Has lost its grip on me. 
We want to give you a few announcements uh, for the body at Northgate and friends in this era of technology. Uh, we do have our home groups running and now we've changed it because they're all on Zoom. So they're all running weekly now. So that would include uh, Perth Home Group, which is Sunday nights. And Jim Tizik is running the Zoom meeting. So if you're not a part of one... Just email us and we can uh, send you an invitation, maybe Sunday night's work in Perth. Wednesday night is the Port Elmsley home group where we meet via Zoom. And uh, the Carlton Place home group is running as well. So there's plenty of room for you. Maybe you're lonely or like to see people's faces or talk and talk about God's word and pray. Just please uh, email the church, uh, northgateministry at gmail.com or... Uh, you can text too at 613-284-6526 and we can just uh, get you an invitation to get going with a weekly home group and encouragement. Also want to mention that if you need anything, maybe uh, you're not able to get out, we have people who are more than willing to get groceries for you or run errands for you. So we'd love to help you in that regard as well. So just feel free to contact us or if you just need to chat, there's plenty of people on leadership who would love to chat with you. And so you can send an email and we'll make sure that you get a phone call. It's been our intention to try and get a hold of everybody. But if we've missed you, we want to apologize and uh, we'd love to connect with you. So it's really neat when we see people's faces and usually in service before announcements. We have a fellowship time and after we pray together. So today we put together a little video for you. We put out an email last week just encouraging people to send a little greeting to the church. Some people are really creative. Some people have a message uh, for us, a scripture reading. But we want to play that now for you so that you can encourage some fellowship via technology. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? 
Hi, neighbor. Just want to remind us in these times, it's good to look into the scriptures to hear what God has to say to us. There's Mr. McFeely. What do you have for me today, Mr. McFeely? Speedy delivery. We brought you your Bible. Thank you. Bye, Mr. Tizzy. And there's a verse for us. God is a refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Huh? <laughs> Don't forget to be, be a neighbor! neighbor. <laughs> Take four. <laughs> We're so glad that we can be here and see you all. Wish we could see your faces past our iPhone, but it's pretty cool that we can meet this way and encourage one another. Um, Connor family's good. Yep. We're, we've had lots of uh, extra time together with an extended March break, and um, we're learning how to do school online, which is a great experience for all of us. Um, we want to just encourage you all today um, with a scripture that Gracie had originally learnt to take to the kids in Grenada. She was going to teach it to them there. And um, before they left, I had the pleasure, uh, before they didn't leave, I should say, I had the pleasure of helping the kids learn their skits and their songs to present to the kids down there. And uh, one of the young men, he did a skit on... Um, having Jesus in your heart versus not, and how his joy is with us, even in the midst of circumstances. So when there's uh, rough times or um, difficult circumstances in our lives, we don't lose our joy um, when uh, these things happen, because all we need to do is rely on him and call out to him, and he will give us supernatural peace and joy. And so Gracie's going to tell you this scripture right now that goes right along with that. So the verse is Romans 15, 13, and it's now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may overflow with the hope of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So we just want to leave you with that Northgate family that you would super abound with hope, like Pastor Jan said last week, and that the joy of the Lord would be your strength. And um, I got this picture this week of just being an instrument and just playing music of um, God's faithfulness. He has never let us down. He's always with us. He's never forsaken us and he will continue to bear rock. So enjoy this time of isolation as tough as it is and we look forward to seeing you again soon. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Say hi, Norke. Hi, Norke. Bye. Yeah, wash your hands. Every day! Hello, Northgate. Hello from the Millers, downtown Lombardy. Hope everyone is doing well and uh, getting through this. We're all in this together. Thankful that we have God to rely on and depend on and to trust. Um, I told my wife I'm not good at talking in front of a camera. So she said, just pretend you're talking to Jim Connor. So, Jim, I think you've got a little bit of food stuck in the side of your beard. Anyway, you can take care of that. Love everyone.
and my wife's going to talk now. Hi, everybody. Uh, we're just so thankful to be safe at home and spending this time doing what we're doing. Um, we're learning lots, learning new things we thought we might never have to learn, and um, just enjoying the peace of God and his presence and the knowledge that he is over all of this and we will get through it. Uh, we're praying for you, praying that you'll have that peace too, that you'll be protected and um, just stay well. Looking forward to seeing you in person again soon, but in the meantime, take care. I was scared of going to the store. I was scared of leaving home and getting COVID-19. All my friends are quarantined. Uh, no, I didn't do it slow-mo, but... Now I only see them on the screen. We did lots of hiking, cleared a spot for youth night, we did a VBS in the morning at the local school, we did some house visits in the afternoon, and we made friends that will last forever. Hi guys! Hello from the Brockies! <laughs> we miss you! We miss you all and we love Hello you and we're Brockies. praying. <laughs> you guys can you tell we haven't gotten that much <laughs> we're going stir crazy <laughs> go ahead we love everyone and we're praying for everyone and yep. for health and the lord's provision for everyone and we we're praying that god's will would be done in the world concerning the global pandemic and just that God would be glorified and lifted up and exalted before all men. That's right. Yep. Yeah. We love you guys. Love Have a great night, night, and we'll see you soon, hopefully. Bye. Yep. Bye. God bless. Bye. 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 Hi, I'm Allison. I'm learning how to teach online from home, Google Classroom, so that we can keep school going at Calvary Christian Academy. So far, it's going pretty good. It's a steep learning curve. Mike, you've got to come out of there eventually. You've got work to do. No. <laughs> Hi, God bless. Stay safe from Camp Weldon. See y'all. Peace out. Hi, it's Lauren here. I just wanted to share a verse that has been encouraging to me over the last couple days. It is Psalm 118 verse 24, which says, This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Remember that every moment of every day will never be repeated the same way again. 
And God gives you those moments to bring glory to him. Have a wonderful week. Hey, everybody. Hi. Art's going to read a scripture. Okay, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. We miss you guys. Miss you. Miss everybody a lot. Miss you. Bye. Hope to see you Bye. soon in person and that kind of stuff like normal. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello, Northgate, from Nathaniel and Miriam. Hello, Northgate, from Joy and Liam. Hello, Northgate, from Lizzie and Caleb. Hello, Northgate, from Gabe and Paris. Hello, Northgate, from Abby. Hello, Northgate, from getting you hello northgate from catcher hello northgate from dan and amy in the kitchen in the kitchen we're trying to isolate ourselves so we don't get sick hi guys um hi from the o'shea's suzanne here I just wanted to share something encouraging that I was listening to in a song today, and I'm going to read you a little bit of the lyrics. Um, it says, uh, It's overwhelming. Darkness echoes all around. Feels like everything is crashing down. Still I know where my hope is found, and it's only you. You say you're working everything for my good, and I believe every word. Because even in the madness, there is peace. Drowning out the voices all around me. Through all of this chaos, you are writing a symphony. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. I know during this time it's really tricky. We miss each other and life is just unpredictable. But yeah, just remember God is in control that this did not take him by surprise at all. So be encouraged that God is working in your life and he is taking care of us. So yeah, let's just be a little bit of counterculture right now. And let's, instead of having fear and anxiety, like we all do sometimes right now. Let's just have some faith and joy. That's what I'm working on. That's what I'm praying for. And I pray the same for you. Hi, Northgate family and friends. Hope everyone's doing well. Yes, and we're appreciative of this opportunity to see everybody. And what us Antunes would like to share with you all is uh, the words that our Lord Jesus taught us. If you'd like to join us in saying the Our Father, please do. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil.
fun video of fellowship. I really love Jim Tizik there playing that role as Mr. Rogers. Anyways, we had another little treat for you. The kids at school made a video as well. But there was one from Dr. Dan who's preached here often in his family. And we just got a kick out of it. It was lots of fun. And we want to encourage you this morning with another little fun video. So take a look. Yeah, no, this COVID thing is totally stressing me out. Wait, what time is it? I haven't, I haven't washed the kids' hands in five minutes! I'm going in. God's word this morning, but let's pray before we do that. Lord Jesus, thank you for this opportunity to get into your word. Holy Spirit, would you just empower it and speak to us? Lord, you know this is a little different than what we're used to gathering together, but Lord, would you use it all the same, your word for your people on your day. So we pray this in your precious name. Amen.
I thought it'd be good to get back to routine in some ways and get back to the book of Philippians. So we want to do a little teaching on that this morning. It's going to be a little bit different. Um, the back half of the book, the way I taught the first half of the book, the first half we went verse by verse. Well, the second half we're going to theme out a little bit and see how it can apply to our lives, especially uh, in these times. I just want you all to remember basically the book of Philippians written by Paul is a little bit of a, a postcard that he sent to the church in Philippi. So I made this kind of cool little postcard. He's in jail, so he's showing the beautiful picture of the bars. And obviously he's written this very short letter to them. And the purpose of his letter was a few different things. We learned in chapters 1 and 2, obviously he wanted to send greetings and let them know he was praying for them. He loved the church uh, very much. We see that in the book of Acts and uh, had some special relationships with Lydia and the jailer and others who had come to know the Lord. But there was the issue, there was some disunity, there was some problems. So he uses that word one quite a few times to try and create uh, a theological background to why they should be working through their differences, that they should have the mind of Christ, that they should be working to be one in him, to esteem uh, others better than themselves, to live in humility. We have that same thought in Ephesians where Paul tells us to live in humility as well, seeking to live in unity. So that's a lot of his pur purpose, but not only just that, one of his big purposes in the book too, as we see in the last chapter, chapter four, which I'll talk about today, is it was basically a postcard for unity, but just to say thank you, because the Philippians uh, had sent a gift through Epaphroditus. It was a wonderful gift for Paul. It helped him to continue in ministry. So from jail, he's writing them saying thank you. So in a sense, uh, as a wedding shower, or if you received a special gift, you know, what did your parents tell you to do, or your friends, write a thank you note. And that's what Paul's doing. Now he adds, obviously, uh, other content in here. But at the end, we see that he does talk about finances and says, Hey guys, thank you for the gift. What a blessing it was. And you'll be blessed because you gave it to me. It's interesting, this whole concept of money and being generous, especially in a time like this. It's a time of uncertainty in many ways. And so much of the news we hear because of COVID-19, recession, depression, we hear of stocks falling, people's retirement um, split in half or even greater, and certainly is making us uncomfortable. The news of layoffs, or maybe you yourself have been laid off and had to apply for EI. It seems in a lot of ways that a lot of us, if we're not squeezed right now, will be squeezed economically, financially. And to look at the words of Paul here in Philippians, it's great for us to learn in this time of affliction or trial or being squeezed. We know, and you've heard before many times, you know, when we're squeezed, what's going to come out of us? And in our house, I just brought, this is, you know, something I think that we all get frustrated with. You go to the bathroom and you really have to squeeze it to get some toothpaste out because the last person didn't quite get a new tube of toothpaste or they didn't squeeze it properly. 
And Amy has taught me, well, no, you got to roll it and push it. We're a large family, so you want to get everything you can out of it. And when I squeeze this and I try and get right to the end, what I'm looking for is to get that, that toothpaste. And when we're squeezed, and if we're a tube, it's interesting, the question is, what will come out of us? When we are squeezed financially, what comes out of us? Is it fear, worry, greed, selfishness, or is it generous hearts? Is it giving hearts? Our world has shown us, if you listen to the news at all, and the crazy things of toilet paper and groceries and people fighting, You've even heard this week of how the police had to come in because people had whole carts of food, but yet it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough for them. And what's happening in this time is because people are fearful and being squeezed. What's coming out of the world is greed and hoarding and selfishness and only caring for ourselves. But we know as Christians, it should be different. And as things get worse, we should be different and how we live financially should be really different. Well, let's take a look at what Paul does say here in the book of Philippians. I'll just grab my Bible and my glasses. Whether I'm at Farrell Hall or here, I still can't see. But we'll start in chapter 4, reading in verse 10, where it says this, But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, that now at last your care for me has flourished again. Though you surely did care, but lacked the opportunity. Not that I speak in regards to need, for I've learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I've learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Nevertheless, you have done well that you shared in my distress. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. For even in Thessalonica, you sent aid once and again for my necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Indeed, I have all and abound, I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. Verse 19, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. So obviously we see here, as I've mentioned previously, that Paul has received a gift from this church, and it doesn't seem once, but many times, and he is showing his thanks to them. The first thing I just want to point out in regards to when we're squeezed and have affliction and how we're going to live is, Paul states clearly that he has learned in verse 12 to abound, or if he's abased, he's learned to be content. Such a wonderful thought, whether we have money, whether we have comfort, whether we have what we need or not, Paul is sharing with us that he's learned to be content. I just want to point out a few things here. 
He's saying he learned. It, it wasn't a gift. It's not something that happened natural. It's something that he needed to go through to learn, to be content or having this inner peace or joy, no matter the circumstance. The idea of uh, abounding is being prosperous and abasing is not having enough. And basically he's saying, I think for us application, we need to learn to be content with everything we have, whether it's a lot or a little. And I'm sure in your life or my life, there's been times when we struggled and had to depend on the Lord, or we've had a lot, but it shouldn't change our joy, our contentment. What should come out of us is the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace. Whether things are going good or bad, whether we're in affliction or trial, we should be what Christ wants us to be. We should be bearing his fruit. And the other thing we should be is generous, because that's who we are called to be as Christians. He says, maybe the trick to this, not a trick, but the truth of this in verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So if things aren't looking up or looking well, or I'm not financially doing well, or there's economic cloudiness ahead, I can live a content, joyful life because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In myself, I'll fear, I'll worry, but with Christ who lives in me, I can bear joy. I can be content because Christ can give me everything I need. He can give me the strength I need. And a couple of weeks ago, I think when we were still back in church, we learned that we have all that we need to live a godly life. We have the Holy Spirit that lives within us. So whether we're unemployed, whether we've been laid off, yes, it's difficult. It's very difficult. Whether we can't have what we normally do, we know we can have an inner contentment because Christ is in us and he strengthens us whether we abound or we abase. It's interesting as he continues on, maybe the second thing here is saying, Paul is so happy to receive the gift, but not so much on his account, but he tells them in verse 17, not I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. And I think it's clear, and we know, but there's much reward as we're content that we become thankful and then we give and then God blesses us. Now, I'm not teaching the prosperity doctrine saying if you give, you'll get. If you give your last little bit, it'll be tenfold in return. But I am telling you that there is a principle in Scripture that if you do give, that God will bless you with His presence and He will take care of your needs. That's just the truth of what we put in the ground, we'll get. What we sow, we'll reap. If we're generous, God will provide. And he will bless us. And it may be not in a sense of finances, but as we are graceful, that he is going to bless us with his presence and his goodness. And we know that he will provide for us. It reminds me also of what Paul said in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and 9. And I'm just going to turn there quickly and read a little bit. But the idea of the Corinthian church as well, who excelled in giving, 
But it's very clear here that they gave willingly, not because they have to, not out of commandment, but out of choice, out of joyful, contented hearts. But it also makes it very clear in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 that they gave out of affliction or great trial. And they had an abundance of joy because they gave out of their deep poverty. Often times where people who gives out of our leftovers, if we have extra this month, we can help other people or how God directs us. But God's word makes it clear that we need to give when we don't have much, when we're squeezed like that toothpaste, that when we come to the end of ourselves and our comfort, then we can give. And Jesus said the same thing about the widow who gave. She gave her two mites. It's, it's all she had. So it wasn't, oh, I have a little extra this month, so I'll give it. It's, I'm going to give my first fruits, whether things are well or I'm in trial, and God honors that. And we know Christ has set our pattern, it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, very clearly, because he was rich, yet became poor, and because he became poor, we became rich. Now, you see, that's a, not only a physical thought, but that's a spiritual thought. But as we give out of joyful hearts, in the midst of affliction, God knows, and God will bless us. It's interesting, this week, I guess it's the power of video, but I thought it would be fun to do a little skit with this, so I did a little Monopoly game, because we're playing a lot of board games, because what do you do when you're stuck at home in self-isolation? So I tried to do a few little lessons through a fun little skit, so I hope you enjoy that right now. Okay, birthday girl, it's your turn. Roll the dice. Five. Let me move you, okay, honey? One, two, three, four, five. Oh, no, you landed on Dad. Park Place. Let me see. Two houses. Let's see, Carter, what she owes me. $500, Joy. What a birthday Bye. gift. $500? Give me a break, Dad. It's my birthday. Absolutely not. You need to learn the rules. What you did, you owe me. Isn't that the way it operates with the bank, honey? It does. That's why I have all this money. So you owe me $500. Give it over. Thank you very much. I think it's your turn then, no? Okay, thank you, Carter. Let's see. Six. All right, doubles, but let me count on my six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, community chest. I wonder what I got. I was going to buy some new houses, some extra stuff for me, but let's see what community chest says. Oh, my goodness. Pay $1,000? COVID-19, no income for two turns? That's almost all my money. That's incredible. Man, the $500... It's a thousand. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, um, and you owe it to the bank. So hard, are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. We at the bank uh, need your money. Uh, Thank you. Okay, Carter, I guess it's your turn. All right, I'm putting on a house on Baltic Avenue here. Oh, those are such cheap properties, but I guess if you're going to do it. All right, I guess it's my turn again. We'll see what happens here. Five. 
Okay, five, one, two, three. Pasco, bank, oh, rats. COVID. I don't get any income. Well, let's see what happens. Four, five, oh, no, Baltic Avenue. There we go. You Carter, just you don't see that, do you? I, I do see it. I, I do see it because you owe me $60. You sure that's what it says? Yeah, it's $60. It's a, I only have 50. I have 11. Oh. I can give you 10. Really? You only have $11 and you want to give me 10? No, I want to give it to you. Wow, that's so nice. You're giving out of your poverty. Thank you so much. Now I can pay my bills. It's really nice, Joy. You're welcome. Even though my dad didn't give me grace, I still gave him the money. Well, I guess people have called me a little competitive when I play board games. Even though that was a little bit of a cheesy video, it was still fun to make. But the idea here, and with the scripture, is we need to be grace and give out our poverty as, as Joy did. She didn't have enough, and she gave when I didn't have enough. But my heart of wanting to be comfortable and build more houses uh, almost commanded her when she didn't have enough. And that's not what God would want. I just want to read in regards to sacrifice and giving to the Lord when we do give, it says in verse 18 again, it's a sweet-smelling aroma. It's an acceptable sacrifice. And once again, out of affliction and trial, the idea is there's a sacrifice in giving, and that creates the sweet-smelling aroma to God. Like the widow, or like us when we're affliction, when we don't know that we're consistent and we have generous hearts and a generous life. We give out of faith, thanking God, and it, there is some sacrifice. When I give and there's no sacrifice, it's not quite the same thing as when I give and know that this is going to cost me a little, but this is a discipline that God's called me to. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, seeing what he's done for me, living in joy, I can do that. And it is a sweet smelling aroma to God. The last thing and the last promise that Paul gives us here, and this is something really important and maybe a truth for you as you're, as you're living for Jesus and you're doing all things in the power of Jesus Christ who lives in you. I want you to know this promise and this hope is for you today. Maybe not knowing the future or the struggle. It says this, and my God, or we could say our God, shall supply all our needs according to his riches in glory, that God is faithful and that God will take care of us. And God isn't worried that there's a crisis on this earth, that God will always have enough to provide for us. He has riches in glory, that God is faithful. Today, if you're worried, and there's sometimes I can worry, there's been times in my life where I certainly have worried and thought, God, how am I gonna do this? God, how am I going to get through? And this promise has often been such an encouragement to me that God will supply all our needs according to his riches in glory. Not all my wants, but all my needs. Isn't God so faithful? Maybe you can think back of a time in your life when God was so faithful to take care of you physically with resources I know there's many times, again, I mentioned in our life when it was tight and God just asked us to give or asked us to be generous, but he was always so faithful 
to provide, and we only can point to him and give him glory. So I want you to be encouraged this week that you can be content, you can live in joy through the power of the Holy Spirit. And as you're thankful to him, that you can be generous to those around you, to what he's calling you to give to. And I want you to know as you sacrifice that he will be faithful. He is faithful to take care of you. He'll take care of you whether you've given or you haven't given, but you have this great opportunity. It's not a command. It's a test. It's a grace. But we want to be generous people. The world is being squeezed now. We're being squeezed. The crisis is real. But what comes out of us should be different. It shouldn't be greed or selfishness. It should be responsibility. It should be generous hearts. It should be joy. We can shine in a world that's living the opposite way. We can be different as believers in Jesus Christ for God's glory. And I just want to encourage you, I have seen our body at Northgate be so generous and be so faithful in little things and big things, seeing how each of you is asking about other people and how you can bless them or take care of them. So I guess our encouragement today is to continue on to continue on being what God has called us to be, joyful Christians who are generous, who live generous. So Lord Jesus, we just pray that you will put these promises in our heart, in our mind. Lord God, in the midst of this affliction or trial or crisis for some of us, that you will teach us to look for opportunities and even maybe now, Lord God, would you put someone on our heart that we might be able to bless? Doesn't matter if it's big or small. But Lord, we want to be faithful to shine, to be generous people. Lord, we want to sacrifice. We want to be a sweet-smelling aroma for you. We do love you, Jesus. We're so thankful. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you live in us, the spirit of Jesus Christ, who strengthens us to do all things for his glory. Thank you, God, that you've promised to meet us, to provide for us according to your riches and glory. We pray all of this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning. And look for our Wednesday midweek encouragement as well. We pray that you have a great day, a great weekend. We'll see you later.